OG Podcast Network presents. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, earth too. Hello, 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 welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats, I'm your host Menti, and with me as always are my wonderful sidekicks first, Mr. P Features. Hello, Internet. And that's that buttery voice we all know and love, and then the opposite of that, Grizzled old grumpy Mauer. Oh, <laughs> that was that really was grizzled. Really grizzly. Well, you said grizzled old grumpy, so I had to bring it. Yeah, it's true. You brought it. Well, it's been broughten. <laughs> it's been brung. It's, now, what was that movie? I bring it on. Bring it on. Some Toros in the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> right, you just now, lost me, but you ever saw Bring It On? No, yeah, you would. You wouldn't see Bring It On. Why am I asking that? Yeah, that's no. a dumb question. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the thing. Wednesday show. If you're new around here, that's where we talk about the news. New news. There it is. It, there, there we go. It's just never gonna win me over. Nope. That's where we're gonna talk about all the comic related current events. Comic related current events. Comic related current events. Current events. Comic related related current events. Meant he had to read it the first time though. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we got a lot of things to talk about. Like, uh, we finally uh, know who our new Batman is, kind of, no, maybe, sort of, kind of, I think. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yep. And there's also the fact that, like, Lex Luthor is dead, finally. What? Yeah. Finally? Who wants that? Features. Yeah. Um, and then Daredevil is hanging up his billy clubs. <gasps> oh, no. The man Not Maddie Murdoch. <laughs> Maddie Murdoch. Little Maddie Murdoch. Mr. Lammers. <laughs> so, yeah, we got a lot of news. It's been an eventful week, and it's about to be a more eventful week uh, coming up with us. So let's get into the news. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, all right, so let's start with our comic news, and I think we should start off with a little Spawn news. We Ooh, don't do a lot of Spawn news we around don't. here. We, no, we but actually don't do a lot of image news at all. Well, there's not a lot of image news to talk about because you never know what's actually going to be a book we're talking about. So every time they announce something new, you're like, we could bring this up, but more than likely in a month, it's gone. <laughs> True. I've actually been following uh, Todd leading up to this news that we're about to get into. Um, he's been a little nostalgic in his videos, uh, a lot nicer than his normal videos. Normally, he kind of has that snarky Todd McFarlane snarkiness to them, uh, but recently he's been like down memory lane and talking about how he sold all of his original pages because he was a poor artist, so he doesn't have many of his Spider-Man pages. Mm. And then one he gave to his dad, and his dad like cut it down to fit it into a frame. Oh, so he, he took it back so because he, he didn't trust his father to not damage it further. Well, I, mean, I, I only ever watch his art videos. I love his art videos on Instagram and on Facebook. Yeah, he's, he's more interesting to watch now. I could only imagine if he had this technology at the heyday of uh, McFarlane. Probably wouldn't have liked them. 
No. <laughs> Probably not. So what's but the what news? we're going to talk about is um, Spawn 300. And with Spawn 300 hitting that milestone marker, there's a lot of cool things that are happening with this. But the big one is uh, Greg Capullo, mm-hmm. who we know from Dark Knight's Metal, right. uh, with Scott Snyder, who's a phenomenal artist, who actually penciled the uh, uh, Spawn from 1993 to 2000. Um, and then a little bit from 2003 and 2004. Nice. So he's going to be doing the majority of the artwork for this 72-page book. Wow. Yeah, and he's got one of the most similar uh, takes on Spawn as Todd McFarlane. Like, it's one of those artists that when they step in, it still feels like the same book. It doesn't feel like you've got this guest artist coming in and like changing it, making it their own, you know, way. It still feels like Spawn. And it's cool. To have somebody who was a huge part of what we know as our spawn, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, to be back for issue 300. That's what uh, McFarlane was saying. He said, the group of creative folks helping out with the historic Spawn 300 issue is something that I hope thrills the inner 15-year-old in all of us. Plus, to have Greg Capullo back uh, to this title after so many long years uh, is what made me the most excited as I'm personally consider, uh, I personally consider him to be up to the top talent drawing in our industry today, which I, I'd agree with. Hmm. Yeah, Capullo, definitely, he's got the it factor for comic artists. But this book's also, Scott Snyder's going to be in this book. Um, J. Scott Campbell is going to be in this book. Who, if you've seen any recent Comic-Cons, that man's presence has become huge. Yeah. Well, huge. And he's doing a lot with statues and stuff. Like His presence, even in just the toy and statue collector world, is huge now. Who, J. Scott? Yeah. His artwork is gorgeous. Yeah. It's got a very... You know it's him. Yeah, it's a unique, it's almost like a twisted Disney style. Yes, absolutely. You know what? It's, uh, you know, it's, um, I don't know if I want to say it's like him or if they're like Jake and Scott, but uh, who is Zenoscope? A lot of the Zenoscope books, like yes. the pinup, it's got a very similar style. But it's got that Disney clean to it, if that makes sense. Even if it's a little raunchy of a picture, like the colors and the line work and everything is just very clean. I completely agree. But yeah, so look out for that. Um, when is that coming out? Do we have that? I don't soon. know when that's actually coming. Yeah, coming soon. <laughs> I think next month, this month. Um, we, don't, we don't really know. <laughs> we talk about comics. We don't know anything. All right, let's talk about a really weird Can one. We, not? We, don't, we don't have to stay on this for very okay, long. Good. I'm just amazed that they're doing it. I've but never seen remember- this movie, so I don't even want to talk about this comic. All right, well, Features, do you remember Napoleon Dynamite? I, I remember Napoleon Dynamite. I, too, have also never actually seen the movie, though. Well, oh, He's I the Eagles it. quarterback, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. No. <laughs> uh, so, he, yeah, he looks like, what, Foles? Yeah. Yeah, looks kind of like him. Actually, does kind of look like Foles. A whole lot like him. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, so Napoleon Dynamite is a Hold really, like... Hold on, can we like, pause and give Menti some props for actually knowing something about sports? <laughs> yeah, sports. <laughs> they sports very well. Um, yeah, you know, I, I have to sit through Eagles games as well. I'm, I'm usually forced <laughs> to, but I've sat through them. <laughs> um, but anyway. He's uh, eating so, some chips and dip while there's been some pigskin on the TV. Okay. You've lost him. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is going to be a, a direct sequel to the original movie. I and thought they the, were filming we a sequel. What's up? Weren't they making a sequel to this movie recently? I, if they that were, then they turned turn into this comic. All right. So it's 15 years later. I don't know if the if it's 15 years later um, from the, what's it called? 
the release of the comic. It's really 15 years later after the movie, but the sequel is supposed to be, uh, if you guys remember the uh, Vote for Pedro shirts and everything, that became a whole big like cultural thing for a yes. while. Well, now it's Impeach Pedro. What? Yep. Don't really know what's going on, but it's the the one of the people working on the story, um, Guzman, which is what a cool name. Um, with this new story, we're focusing on matching the, st- uh, the movie's unique tone, finding that perfect blend of oddball comedy and charming li- uh, slice of life drama. It's certainly been a challenge, but one that we're sure uh, will pay off in the long for long term fans. Um, I don't know, like long time fans. I don't I don't know if people really still care about Napoleon Dynamite, to be honest. Like, the I, Nick Foles joke is pretty much as far as Napoleon Dynamite has gone in the last couple years. <laughs> yeah, you don't hear a lot about him. He's pretty much just a gif you use every once in a while, but that's about it. The dancing one when he's... Yeah, when he does the little, the little fluttery butterfly hands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that about one. it. All right, we're moving on now, right? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Move on. All right, so we've got Marvel launching a web series exploring the X-Men's comic book history. Now, didn't they just say they were redoing the entire marvel history they are but what it looks like is that this is like the what you're going to get is like the final iteration of them in their current form before the the relaunch okay so before we go into uh house of x and powers of 10 (laughs) powers of 10 well that's the name (laughs) um we're gonna have a four-part looking just at all of their stuff bringing up to now yeah pretty much which is good with them coming into the MCU, uh, Marvel actually caring about the X-Men again. This is a good time for them to kind of clean up some loose ends, give people some history that they need to know, and then let the book kind of start fresh for everybody. I think that's what it's really about, you know, because, I mean, if you just watch the X-Men movies and you kind of got a, a twisted version of how the stories <laughs> go, I'm not even trying to be down on the movies this time. I'm being, like, kind of Yeah, I guess unbiased. they do give you a decent, hey, here's a... Here's the general gist of X-Men. Right. Well, I kind of, you know, and, and I might be wrong here, but with all new, all different Marvel, we know that their goal was to try and keep old fans somewhat contained and somewhat happy while they branch out for new readers, right? Mm-hmm. That seemed to be like the goal is to get as many new readers as possible while not like infuriating the old fans as much. It seems like that's switching with the move like this. It seems like this is catered more towards us older fans and hopefully being able to catch up newer fans or new readers uh, instead of trying to shift things specifically for new readers. Does that make sense? I think that some of the new readers realize they were almost being pandered to. Like they're not getting the true characters. They're getting these you know, written for youth, diversity, inclusion characters. And what they wanted to read, what they heard so much about was these great epic stories of these great characters. And that's not what they were given. Right. So I think making the older fans happy, but also making it not confusing for new fans is actually the better way to go. It does seem pretty exciting. Like in general, I think Marvel is kind of getting away from the let's just switch up power sets and merge characters for a while. Like it feels like like War of Realms has been a lot of fun. Um, You know, with uh, Jonathan Hickman coming back for X Men, we know what he can do to a run. Like we know what he did to Fantastic Four. So my my hope is is that this is the beginning of a new Marvel comics. Yeah, I was just rereading the Jim Lee first run on X Men the other day. And going through it, and they, they were fun books, and they had good stories and great art, and I think we need that again. Oh, I agree. 
I agree. All right, tell me about what's going on with Daredevil because I didn't know about this one. So Daredevil, at the end of uh, Charles Soule's run, Daredevil basically been beaten and bruised. He like always. <laughs> yeah. He accidentally killed a guy. Um, like always. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he wakes after all of this. Uh, the Al and goons who. Basically, the Alan Goons. Yeah. Uh, are, is, it, is that a guy like Alan Goon? <laughs> the Al is the new villain. Oh, Al and yeah. Goon. Yeah. I thought you said Alan Goon. Oh, Alan, Alan, Goon. Alan Goon. Basically, they beat the crap out of him. The defenders save him. He wakes up on Luke and Jessica's couch, and he's just ready to quit. Um, This is a well, little bit, I feel, of... Alan's got those hands, you know? <laughs> <laughs> of history repeating itself. How so? Because Daredevil's given up before. Yep. <laughs> Multiple times. A few times, I believe. Yeah, so it also could do with them. The Defenders, I think, are trying to get a fresh start everywhere. The forever brooding. Like the Netflix show ending, and they were kind of trying taking it in that direction. Maybe just, okay, let's stop. Let's focus. Some of Daredevil's best stories were Matt Murdock focusing on Matt Murdock. Right. So we'll see what happens. All right, let's hop into some TV news. And this first one's going to be really funny to talk about because none of us actually watch this show. But <laughs> here's your spoiler alert for uh, the season finale of Supergirl. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert. One, two, three. Lex Luthor dies. Nobody saw What? What? Anybody? anybody? Was this like... Baby Huey, probably. <laughs> baby, yeah, Baby Huey. Baby Huey probably did. See He's it. probably still crying. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> they killed him. I thought it was going to be in a comic. Oh, well. No, no. <laughs> you know, you have this amazing uh, feature in front of you features. Well, it was weird. Uh, to have, like, the screen of all the news that we're going to talk about for the show in front of you. It's like everybody else has to, like, hang on to what we're about to say, but you can read it. <laughs> and the giant TV right above Lex Luthor dying. <laughs> TV news. So, Lex Luthor yeah, dies. I thought it was in the you, comics. Hey, yeah, tell you what. Hope, if you are a fan of Supergirl... Comics. And you want to come on and defend Supergirl or give us a reason why we should watch it, I'll, I'll go back and give it a shot. Like, I know my niece loved it, so I don't know. I don't really care. I don't I don't care. Yeah. I want to say I do, but I don't. Anything is possible with Krypton being a good show. You know nah. what? You're right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Um, I, know, I know that there are Supergirl fans out there. Otherwise, this wouldn't still be a show for a season four finale. Uh, to me, it's just it's just never it's never gripping. Know what I will say about Supergirl is they do get some of the like Superman feeling of the highlights and the fight scenes right. Really? Yeah, they like when you've seen I've watched clips back just to see it. Like it it feels like Superman. It, it feels like a a comic booky show. I know that's yeah. not well, really that's, that's the CW in general at this point. Yeah. Like there's I, a, you know what? And I don't dislike her in the crossovers. She like has one, definitely grown into the character. The first right. season of her was god awful to watch. Yes. Well, no, no. I mean, no. It, but it just, it, I didn't care. Like I, I didn't have a, like it didn't have a problem with anything, and I could see why people would like it. I just, as I'm watching it, going, I don't, I don't care. And my niece is going crazy for it, and so I kept it on. But I'm like, I'm sitting there going, I'm. The, at no point did I really pick my head up from my iPad. Like I was just drawing the whole time. I just didn't care. And I think, yeah, yeah I think kid, that's just really, keep watching. I think that's the best way to determine whether or not a movie or a show is good. Like, I know we're not the first people to bring this up. I know Felix Hergate at the Major Gamer Podcast says this all the time. But if you have the urge to pick up your phone while watching something, you don't like it that much. 
Yeah, well, you know, there's points to that. I think so. Anyway, let's move like on to the next bit of news. <laughs> Here, let's do this. You let's don't. stay in the Arrowverse for just a second, because oh. I know there is some um, there is some Marvel news for TV I want to talk about. But let's st- let's stick with DC for just a second. So okay. let's move on into the Batwoman trailer. Mm. Did you guys get a chance to watch? I saw I saw it, it looks secondhand. Good. It looks good. I think it looks great. I'm I'm not the biggest Batwoman fan, but you know I, I wasn't the biggest Thor fan, and I now am. <laughs> you know so. I, I think I think Ruby Rose is going to do a good job. I think Kate Kane's portrayal so far has been very good. Um, I don't understand the backlash to it. Well, and I, did you see like the comments and no, the hatred I, spewed onto I, it? I I avoid YouTube comments like they were an actual virus. I mean so. that. that would, that'd be like going into the YouTube comment section is like washing your face in the toilet. It's it, actually yeah. <laughs> well. They gave fifty three thousand likes for the trailer. Yeah. H- however, there was a hundred and ninety six thousand dislikes. Womp womp. And must most of the comments were, uh, "This Batwoman's going to ask to speak to your ma- uh, manager," uh, and a lot of it's tamed because it's mainly female characters. It's not Batman handing the cow to her. Because he, he never did. Did he not know the story? Yeah, he didn't do that in the comics either. That's that's not how the that's not how KK worked. Um, And they're saying that the show is furthering the feminist agenda against comic books. What? (laughs) What? I need need them to be better comic fans. I look. I love the comic book world. I love the comic community. But God, there's this dark, loud section that just won't shut the hell up. On both sides, Batman hasn't found them yet, has he? It's just, uh, just get, like, this is not this big of a deal. It's not this big of a deal. Just let the show be cool. It's Batwoman. Just, right. What did you, ex- never, never mind. I don't even want to get into and this. And the big thing is, like, Kate Kane was such a growth for the character compared to the original, who was just put there to make people think, or confirm that Batman wasn't gay. Right. Right. And, that, and I love the fact when they reintroduced her, they made her a lesbian. I love that so much. Like, I don't think people realize that this character has been around forever and when it was relaunched in 2011 I believe it was 2011 they really said you know what we're bucking the system of everything that this character stood for before because it was wrong you know what we should do we should do a, a Batwoman breakdown show we should maybe we'll do we that should. soon yeah we're not doing yeah no we, we got we got a lot on the plate right now but I think I think that'll come down the pipeline before the show really takes off so be on the lookout for that one maybe we'll if launch a new segment with that breakdown Hmm, maybe. Subtle hints. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) Uh, All right. So another, uh, still staying with uh, the the Arrowverse and still sticking with CD. All right, CD. DC. Let's talk about... uh, CWDC. Yeah, I messed all that up. Let's talk about the uh, the Deathstroke animated series that was announced that I had no idea was in the works. Yeah, so it looks good. It's going to be in the same vein as uh, the Ray and Vixen. The animation looks like it's going to be pretty much the same style. Like the Titans stuff? Not Kinda. Teen, not teen Titans, just the Titans movies, well, the animated ones. No. Have you watched CW Seeds, The Ray it, or Vixen? No. It, they, they very much look like if you took Young Justice-esque artwork and mixed it with the CW. Okay. So it's, you know, got, it's a it's good doesn't style. Have, yeah, it's really, it looks beautiful. It doesn't have the same kind of polish that we're used to from DC Animation, but it still works really well within the Arrowverse. So Batman animated series. 
like that. No, no, no. It's wow. I, t- I, honestly, I think it's better than the Batman animated series. It, it, Batman animated series had a very unique look. Yeah, this looks really good. It has a realistic feel. It has, honestly, comic book pages on screen feel to it. Oh, um, yeah, I'll give you that. But we're not sure if Manu Bennett is coming back for the voice. Everyone's kind of assuming that, and I can see why, because, I mean, obviously, CW's Deathstroke and all, but as of right now, nope, nothing's confirmed on that. Now, and I wonder, I don't know if you know, he they cut ties with him when he had some of the incidents in the conventions he's gone to. Really? Well, yeah, he's beating people up. <laughs> Got drunk and beat somebody up, and then somebody said something about something else, and he beat them up. Isn't that what we expect I mean, out of our Deathstroke? I was about to say, that's the most <laughs> Deathstroke shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Supposedly well, he's I mean, a really cool dude though, so I hope that we get his portrayal of him because I really liked his like, hey kid, like he he just he had a good take on Deathstroke. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, Disney Plus for just a second. I want to talk about the Falcon and Winter Soldier show right. uh, because a, a couple interesting things have come out recently about this. One, uh, they have confirmed a couple new stars for it. So you're gonna have uh, Daniel Bruhl, uh, mm. who played Baron Zemo in um, Civil War. Okay, and then you're also gonna get uh, em- Emily Van Camp, who played Sharon Rogers. Um, so Carter. both of them are going to make an appearance in the show. Uh, but the show is absolutely picking up where we thought, by the way, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen Endgame. Uh, it does pick up right when Endgame ends with um, Cap giving the shield to Falcon. And then them uh, taking and, him to the old folks home. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the things I think is the funniest, uh, and I read this in a completely different article, but part of the plot line to the show is trying to app- acclimate uh, Bucky back into the real world. So, like, Bucky will go on dates. Could you imagine Winter Soldier on a date? <laughs> Metal arm. Yeah, like, just Let me grab like the door so, for you. He rips the door off. <laughs> so it sounds like an do? 80s comedy, like Perfect Strangers. <laughs> well, they remember originally they said it was going to be like a buddy cop show. So I, I can definitely see that now. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, I'm excited for it. But anyway, that's Did that. You Let's move into TV. Did you see the other, it's not comic, but the Disney Plus announcement today for the other show they're working on? What's that? If you're bringing up True Lies. True Lies. <laughs> Well, like Nobody cares. Arnold Schwarzenegger, True Lies? No, but True Lies yes. is going to get a TV show. Yes. It's awesome. Uh, Nobody cares. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nope. The Arnold Schwarzenegger no, But movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's not going to be in it. No. Well, why would I watch it if it's not Arnold? I don't know. Well, remember when they did Lethal? They did, they did uh, the Lethal Weapon TV show? Yeah, I didn't watch that. Right. I'm the same. That's how I feel about it. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. All right. Let's Whatever. get into movies. All right. So the first thing we need to talk about is Captain Sparkles. <laughs> um, all right. So Robert Pattinson. Who's who, going to be up for an Oscar this season. Is he really? For, for what? His new movie with Willem Dafoe is getting rave reviews. He's a good... I'm going to say this now. He's a good actor. Um, he's got... It's the lighthouse that he's in with Willem Dafoe. And everything about it looks good. It's shot in black and white. It it seems like it's going to be an amazing movie, and it's already early talk. Both of those guys are going to be up for Oscars. Well, Moshko from uh, from Moshko Collectibles has told me that he 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 truly believes in Robert Pattinson's uh, acting chops. Uh, but a lot of rumors been going around that it's confirmed. Uh, that he was cast as the new Batman in the Matt Reeves movie. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, another confirmed report says that he's not. So The second th- confirmed report came right from WB, though. Well, that's the ultimate confirmed report. Right. Yeah, so like, WB. That's, con- that's the Latin review report. Like that is You can't, you can't get more confirmed than that. They, but they, <laughs> they didn't say he's out. They just said there's no deal in place. And what they're doing is all their candidates right now are going through a very rigorous casting process 
multiple screen tests, most multiple costume fittings, uh, table reads. They want to make sure they don't get this wrong this time after the Ben Affleck uh, fiasco. Because what they truly, truly need, very similar to Marvel, they need those three staples that aren't going anywhere, right? That that are good and we're going to hang in for the long haul. They, they need their Cap, their Iron Man, and their Thor. So that last part's really what they're looking for. They need somebody who is bought into it enough that this is what they're putting their energy into. And with Ben, they never had that. Nope. He wasn't bought <laughs> nope. into anything. And they should have known he's a fickle bitch. <laughs> wow. For everything. From one fickle bitch to the next. <laughs> um, however, Nicholas Holt is still in the running. However, there's now rumors being put out there that he might switch his casting to the Penguin. Hmm. And we don't have any word if Aaron Tyler Johnson or Army Hammer are completely out of the running yet. Army well, Hammer. Army Hammer is, is going to be good, would be a good Bruce Wayne. But uh, Aaron Tyler Johnson, that's um that's Quicksilver, right? Or Kick-Ass. Yeah, oh! I didn't think, uh, his name never even popped into my head until I was looking at the, the article and his picture popped up. I went, you know what? He, he could, could be a Batman. A, yeah. Especially when you look at him at the in the Godzilla movie. Yeah, he was good in Godzilla. For the little bit I, that he did. He, he could be good. He could I think be. I'd love to see him in a DC role of any kind, actually. But, but it's so funny, the two people oh, that they you know, have... He, I guess, well, that's messed up. I was going to say he'd make a good Flash, but I feel like he can't be Quicksilver <laughs> and Flash. <No. laughs> um, the two people that they have at the top of the list, Nicholas Holt and Robert Pattinson, when you look at them, are the least Batman-looking characters he, when you have Aaron Taylor um, Johnson and Army Hammer. I yeah, kind of no, think Robert Pattinson it. looks like a good Batman. Like, put, picture him in the cowl. He's got a very good cowl face. <laughs> He's a good cowl face. It just, he has a good cowl face. He uh, does. Something about his, like, super sunken in Gomez eyes just makes me not see Batman. <laughs> Gomez. Wowzers. <laughs> was that an Adams Family reference? That was. Wow. Gomez. Wow. All right. Let's move on before I get angry. <laughs> all right. So next bit of news is we all knew this was coming, but Avengers Endgame, at least domestically, has officially beat Avatar. Domestically? So That's not domestically. even globally. No, globally it's still made a crap ton, but it's still technically um, globally Avatar made two point seventy nine billion, uh, where uh, Endgame is two point six. But remind you, this is just four weeks after it came out. Avatar was also in theaters forever. <laughs> That's true. So, so I like. Go ahead. I like that Cameron has kind of uh, stepped up and been the bigger man and giving credit where credit's due. Yeah. To Endgame, put that especially since he was such an asshole about comic movies. He was so. Uh, I think it's going to beat it. I don't know if it's going to take globally because they probably have already like it's already losing more steam than we thought it would. It'll take globally. I, it's, it's inevitable. If I it stays in theaters, it. so it's Thanos, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. What else do we got in movie news? Um, so after that, we've got uh, Patty Jenkins uh, talking about uh, Wonder Woman 1984, mm. and then she was, it was funny because somebody asked her if like they could uh, they could uh, if she could give any kind of hints about it or any talk about it at all, and all she talked about was the release date. Yep. So she was very adamant when the movie was coming out that she wanted a 2020 release date. It had to be summer 2020. Do you remember the big stink she made? They wanted it to be the summer 2019, and she threw a fit and saying no, 
I need more right. time. It's got to be 2020. We can't get it ready by 2019. Well, now she saw an early cut of the movie and she just wants to release it. So she's hoping to push the film up. <laughs> so there's a possibility we get it sooner than we think. Um, but as right now, I think I think WB is going to be like, no, you fought for this. Now deal with it. <laughs> you got to admire her confidence. Uh, you know what? I, the, she looks so stoked to show everybody. And coming off the heels of the last movie, the fact that she's this excited for the sequel, I'm stoked with her. I can't wait. It, we'll see. Uh, she definitely said that uh, in another interview that this is very much the film where she feels she hit her groove uh, with her directing and storytelling and characters. So, Oh, my God. Is the name of this one going to be Jenkins Got Her Groove Back? No? No. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> I'm just watching both of your faces as I said that. No, it was bad. That was bad. It's just because yeah, cause you said groove. Like, that's why it made right, can, sense. Can we move on? <laughs> Please. Please move on. All right, move on. All right. Actually, am I the only one who saw the next movie? Yes, so we're going to move past that. No, it was great. We're not moving past that. The, uh, the Batman versus Ninja Turtles movie came out, and it was phenomenal. If you're a Ninja Turtles fan and you watch those the original movies, the original movies, not the horrible new ones, uh, there are so many references and callbacks to it. It's incredible. So, it, yeah, that's it. Baby Huey and I debated I was going to pay the $20 for it or wait the three weeks for it to hit the DC streaming. And I was like, I'll wait the three weeks. And I paid the $20. <laughs> really? I did. It's, it's the Ninja Turtles. Yep, and Batman. And I'm telling you, the the amount of Ninja Turtle callbacks to like the original cartoon and to the movies made it amazing. It was so good. I loved it. Well, then maybe I'll buy it so I have it on the plane. Let's move on to Marvel. The amount of small little Easter eggs you're <laughs> throwing in there. Um, all right, yeah, let's keep going. So the next bit of news for Black Widow is pretty hate, interesting. Why do you hate I it? know. I don't know how to feel about it. This Features, is, tell me what's going on with Black Widow. So, reportedly, Black Widow's film is set to take place in between Civil War and Infinity War. Infinity huh? War? What? 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 Why? Why? So, this uh, re- uh, apparently, at a uh, Comic-Con in Italy, mm-hmm. Sebastian Stan said it uh, during his panel. So, nothing's been confirmed by Marvel, so we don't really know how true this is, but this is right out of Sebastian Stan's mouth. That doesn't mean he's right. Right now, he's currently being waterboarded. <laughs> wow. <laughs> By Marvel. Flashbacks. How dare you yeah, turn right, into they're, Tom they're, Holland? <laughs> Flashbacks. They're, what is the. Oh, I, can, I, can't, I can't remember, remember the code. It's like the code that they say. <laughs> Red book. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I. Anybody else just want to see Budapest for Christ's sake? Yes. I, no, I just want to see her origin. It doesn't even need to be Scarlett Johansson as much as I want to see her still in the MCU. Uh, no, um, it has to be Scarlett. It, it, well, you, no, they could do things like they did with uh, Wonder Woman, where it starts with Scarlet and then goes be, back and tells her origin. I don't care. I just want to Scarlet see Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Jesus. He doesn't get it. No, he doesn't. All right. Can we move past that to some really cool news? What's, You're telling me the Black Widow movie isn't cool news? No, that's shitty news because I don't want it in that time period. <laughs> Wow. It's, you should see his face right now. He's like, I've never seen Maurer's eyes get so wide. <laughs> so angry. Um, but the goon is officially back in development. The, the goon. goon. So right, Who's the goon? The goon is an enforcer for a mob boss in a un, uh, an unnamed city with zombies and magic and ghouls. Um, he's kind of an enforcer in that world. 
Do you remember that uh, that short little animation they did for this? Yeah, I put the link so we can put it in our things. That was their proof of concept video. Was it really? Because it was amazing. So they had a Kickstarter recently to raise money to make animated storyboards with voice acting. Well, they just put an announcement that that worked. And Fox Studios picked it up with Blur Studios. So we still have Tim Miller uh, producing it. Yes, the Tim Miller from Deadpool. Deadpool. Um, so we should have something really, really cool going on. With didn't they get who did they get to do the voice of what was his name Frankie? Yeah, the original voice actors. I forget who they were. They're not with it anymore. Oh, because it was oh, what's his name? I can't think of his name, and I love him. Oh, it's in the article. Drive me nuts. The guy who played um, John Adams, which is probably the worst movie to reference <laughs> for what he's been in. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I, I, I'll make sure that the show, the, the uh, video is in the show post because it really is worth your time to watch. Uh, I'm very stoked for it. Now, it hasn't been truly greenlit yet. So they made a point to say, hey, it's in development in Hollywood. This could be another 10 years of this going on. But they have a major studio with major backing with ties to comic books that are saying, yes, this is something we're interested in. All right. Well, let's do this. I mean, because we got to start wrapping up. But let's let's talk about what's going to happen Saturday for a second here, because uh, we're not going to have a show on Saturday. Yeah, probably not. Nope. No, there's no probably. There's going to be no show on Saturday. There's going to be other things, so follow our social media uh, pages. Um, but as of right now, uh, Mauer and I are taking a little trip down memory lane. <laughs> it's going to be like really? the first time all over again. Uh, I'm really concerned now. You, <laughs> I was told something completely different, and I don't want the first time with Mauer. <laughs> you should be. Nope. So Menti and I will be at the Phoenix Fan Fusion Convention in Phoenix, Arizona, partnering up for the first time in person with Comic Playground. Yes. Very excited about this. Very excited to meet the whole crew. Um, you know, obviously we've done a couple shows with Frank already, um, but we haven't met the rest of the team. So we're very excited to see what this is like and uh, start that that bond. These nerd debates at whatever dinner we go to one night are going to be oh. legendary. Maybe we'll stream it. <laughs> um, I'm bringing the Osmos, so we'll have Good. a 360 cam with us. We're going to have all kinds of fun toys. So um, and then we'll have um, and next Saturday we'll talk about what the events were like. But um, as far as the Saturday show coming up, there will be no Saturday show. So I just again I want to let everybody know: don't look out for a Saturday show. There will not be a Saturday show this week. Nope. Um, but while we're there, we're going to be at a panel with a show. Um, we're going to have some, possibly some booth stuff going on. Uh, I'm going to wheel Menti around with all kinds of stuff strapped to his wheelchair. <laughs> I mean, first off. First off, we didn't even talk about the fact that I hurt myself. So you know, nobody even knows what you're talking about when you say a wheelchair. Uh, Men- I hurt my foot. Menti's a cripple. I hurt, I hurt my foot. That's all. That's all. Relax. But Relax. It should be good. Uh, features and Baby Huey are going to be maintaining Fireside Studios and our social media because we know how con- convention internet is. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's atrocious. It's abysmal. But on that note, features do that thing. Mm. Do it. You do can it. find us at uh, Welcome to Fireside. <laughs> dot com. This put is some, put some thing. effort into it, man. A little oomph. I couldn't even think of it like when you said that. It's just you can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside dot com or your social media is a choice. Uh, as long as that's Instagram, Facebook, or uh, Twitter, which by the way is what Fireside Crew. 
Thank you. Uh, once again, I'm Menti. I'm Features. And I'm Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to check us out on the OG Podcast, podcast Network. Network. That's OGPodcastNetwork.com. Podcast Network.com. <laughs> or the app. Or the app. Um, share, like, shout out to Steve Baum. Bomb, 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 bomb. Yes, yeah. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Look, the reception to the uh, Fireside Assemble show was great. I appreciate that because we were. That was one of those shows that was like, all right, we don't have a lot. We don't know what to talk about. Let's bring in Steve Bomb. But since you guys all seem to like it so much, we will absolutely be doing it again. I'm not sure who the next person is going to be, but you will randomly get a message from me. Um, but yes, be on the lookout for a message from us if you were in the Firesiders group. I think that needs to be the cutoff. Yep. You have to be in the group in order for this to happen. Also, I am going to be putting a challenge into the Firesiders group next week, um, an ongoing challenge for the next uh, 30 to 60 days that will be determined, um, and maybe the person that helps out the most with this challenge will be also be on the show. However, I think it was Steve Baum's good looks that broke the internet last time because we haven't had any drops at all. <laughs> but during this whole... Yeah. They didn't even know I wasn't there, man. <laughs> This is a little different. Yeah, I'm not actually at Fireside Studios because I hurt my foot. But, um, yeah, the last thing is, since a lot of people kept bringing up the uh, Fireside Essentials list, we will absolutely work on that. I think what we'll do is we'll uh, each one of us will have a page yeah, I'll uh, it up of on our, the website. our top five shows, or our top five movies, top five comics, top five, uh, a lot of top fives. And then what we'll do is we'll we'll find these the commonalities between those to figure out what the fireside ones are so what are the fireside essentials that's going to be based on all of us and what our original lists are well i think also we're going to have each of ours up there that way if you like features opinions you can read his crappy comics if you oh, like mentees up. you can read those vanilla comics <laughs> what's those what ones vanilla vanilla really you're pretty vanilla screw you man features do you agree <laughs> nah he's got taste vanilla's Thank a taste you. Yeah, just like round is a shape. <laughs> Deuces. Deuces. Excelsior. Excelsior. Excelsior.